What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We had the blueprint, and I was, you know, like I said, what what Vaughn taught us, and this is a guy who was doing it. And I think to learn from guys like that who were actually out in the field uh, doing it, it, it's it's just like a, a step by step process. And I always notate that the, you know, almost like baking a cake or whether you know you put your steps into place and you start from A to Z, you know. Got and, it. Uh, once I started executing the steps. I seen everything just start to come together. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. Alright, South Carolina. Come on and raise up. All right, listen, y'all, Hustle fam, we are in the building with another amazing episode. And today, all the way from SC, South Carolina, I got my man uh, Demetrius Martin with 250 Logistics. I was going to say my man 250 Logistics, but I didn't say your name first. (laughs) Hey, that's okay. Right. A lot of people call me 250. It's an old nickname. Is that right? Yeah. Where's that come from, the 250? It came from a good friend, uh, Demetrius Anderson. Real good friend. We grew up um, childhood from the same neighborhood. Okay. Juanita Butler Center, um, which is an area of Greenville, South Carolina. Um, Smurf has since passed on, but he okay. gave me a name and it just. 250. Stuck. Yeah. It's one so of that, the that that's why you named the company yeah, 250 that's right. Logistics. I wanted that to carry on. You know? where, where did 250 come from, though? What's the, what's the etymology it, it's behind just, that? It was a weird thing when we were always in our neighborhood. You know how, you know, the neighborhood kids always just make a name up for you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, he just said, I'm, I'm going to call you Big 250. <laughs> and it just stuck. I ain't never been a big guy, nothing like right, that. Right, but right. I guess, you know, just my presence or yeah. whatever. It sounds, it sounds like a cool name, though, yeah. 250. Like, yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah. All right, cool, man. So we're going to get into the whole story, man. 250 Logistics, just to kind of put some context around it real quick. Tell the, tell the audience about your, your company, you know, 250 Logistics. Give us, give, us, give us an idea, like, what you do. Okay. So 250 Logistics is a uh, trucking company. Uh, general drive and freight. We run um, through the southeastern region, um, run about 12 states. Uh, we since shortened that down since COVID, but we run general drive and freight. Um, pretty much just, you know, anything that you can load into the back of a truck. Uh, it's commercial freight, so we run broker loads with um, the load board and things of that nature. Okay, how many trucks you guys have now? We have 22 trucks um, as of now. Okay. Or, or, or owned? you have guys leased on or...? No, 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 no. All your own trucks? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All, all of my own. And, and how long you guys been in business? We've been in business for about five years. Five now. years. All right. Pretty yeah. dope. Pretty dope. All right, cool. Let's get into the story, man. Let's start from the beginning. So South Carolina, man. Tell me how was it growing up in SC? SC, SC was, it's just like any other uh, place, I guess you would say, but it, it's fun. I love Greenville. I love South Carolina. It's really laid back. The weather is nice there. We sit um in a corridor there. Um, it sits almost in the middle of uh, Charlotte and Atlanta there. And it's pretty much a textile 
uh, community. And what's that mean? Factories. You saying big words? What's textile community mean? So textile is like uh, like factories. Okay, you know? I knew that. I just wanted to yeah, let, yeah, let the audience cool. know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so a lot of factories <laughs> yeah, and all that. So which makes good for trucking. So yeah, um, that's that's what type of uh, community it is. We got Clemson University there, of course. Okay. Um, BMW is there, and it's you know it's a small town feel, but you know with a big it's growing a lot now. Got you. So what type of kid were you? What type of kid was I? Yeah. I was kind of the quiet kid, I would say. Okay. Kind of, you know, I, I was a little smart. I'm not going to lie. Grew up in the 80s, 90s? 80s. Okay. Yeah. 80s yeah. baby. I'm an 80s baby, for sure. All right. So tell me about growing up. Were you, were you getting into trouble? Were you running around knocking people's heads <laughs> in? What, 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 what <laughs> I was, was doing? like one of those quiet kids. I, I'm not going to tell you. Because you're not a big guy, but you look like you might have a little, yeah, little bit of, you know, I, something I, to you. I, I did get into <laughs> trouble a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You okay. know, I started off in the streets, Um, was really smart kid, like I say, and growing up was we you know we seen street stuff we're in the neighborhood so that's one of the things that i look to you you see the guys in the street kind of winning and um while i was you know educated and smart i just kind of took the wrong route starting off but um you know i kind of learned my lesson you know got in trouble a few times so, okay and uh but i tell you this some things work out to your benefit because i got to meet a lot of cool people who taught me a lot of things you know, so okay. I was one of the younger kids that always kind of hung around older guys, you know, so got it. had like a, a old old soul, so to speak. Okay, got it. Did you go to college or anything like that? No, never went to college. Um, graduated high school. Okay. That That's... A after high school, what'd you do? Uh, in the streets, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, you know. <laughs> All right, got it. Yeah, yeah. I was in the streets and... um. I, I got in trouble and um I went to prison a okay. couple of times. How long were you in prison? Uh, my first stint I would say was about five years. The second okay. stint, yeah, was was federal time and it was serious. I did over ten years. Oh yeah. wow! So yeah. fifteen years combined. Yeah, yes, sir. Man, tell me about that, man. What was that experience like? It was it was a humbling experience. Uh, scary at the same time, you know. With um, with, how old were you when you when you went in initial, first? The first time when I went in, I was. 19 years old yeah okay um, real young man you're still yeah, a baby yeah I, I was i actually graduated high school from you know okay from behind bars okay actually. so um uh came out of there i was 23 years old wanted to do something different but you know uh i just didn't have uh how can i say it i didn't know what to do you know i didn't have any skill sets and i think that's where a lot of the youth has a downfall that we don't really you know, we don't really have anything to offer for ourselves that, that will propel us, you know, going into society in the career field, so to speak. Yeah. Um. So that's what the second. So eventually and I worked when I came out, tried to do. Try to jobs. figure it out. Yeah. Right. What you what what'd you do? What type of odd jobs did you do? I, I did. I delivered furniture. OK. One thing was. Yeah. And I did construction. OK. So. Yeah, so and I like the construction because I wasn't confined to a space. I don't like like factory right. jobs, right. you know, where you kind of just nine to five all day working on a line or something. Like yeah, that, yeah, you know? for sure. So um, I worked with the cable company. We did cable burials, things like that, operated machinery and things of that nature before I kind of relapsed because it wasn't enough money, you know. Understood. To be honest with you, and you, yeah. From what I've seen, most people will revert back to what they know. If, if you don't have a, uh, you know, an onset to do something different or right. something new that's going to, you know, brings, bring, you know, 
money to you or whatever the yeah. case that can support you. So I relapsed and that time I really got deep into it and um was caught up in a conspiracy and um Oh wow. Yeah, and went to went to prison. Prison for ten years. Yeah, yes, sir. So this time this time going in, I'm sure you're like, man, I'm here again. Yeah. I, I, I got to do something different this time, this next time I get out. Like, what are you doing to educate yourself? What are you thinking about during that 10 years? So during that 10 years, um, that 10-year tender, uh, I'll I tell you this. Um, the federal system is different. You meet a lot of white-collar people. You meet a lot of people that are, you know, business owners, successful people by certain rights. You know, they just did whatever they did and they got in trouble. Yeah. But... They have an education, uh, a continuing education system in there where basically we teach each other. Oh, really? Yes. How does so, that work? Yeah. So, if like, say, for instance, you have Truck and Hustle podcast. Your profession is podcasting. Mm -hmm. You might teach a class on how to set up podcasts and be successful, you know, podcasting. Okay. You have guys that are, you know, maybe study law or or guys that have trucking companies so to speak oh yeah. wow yeah so you have different guys in there setting up their own classes and then you have the other guys in yeah. there attending those classes and you literally you know you sit in there and, and it's like school it was like college for me literally. oh wow yeah and i learned so much just not on the trucking side but just about economics and how you know the systems work out here in society okay and so yeah yeah so what, where were you at I was there. I started off in actually in Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, okay. Yep, Tucson, Arizona. I was in the medium out there, and then I, um, after my level dropped a little bit, sent me to Butner, you know, which is in North Carolina. Okay. And I got good education there, but Maxwell Air Force Base in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, is where it it took off. Gotcha. Okay. What that happened there? That was like college, it was so many educated people there. <laughs> And um, I, 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 we were, I even had the pleasure to learn from one of the guys that was in the Enron scandal. Actually. Really? Yeah, you, I'm it, not going to call his name. No, no, I got yeah, you. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Yeah. I was going to say, but, were there any like notable people man, that you were? a lot of notable people there. <laughs> a lot of them, okay? So I'm talking about white collar people. You'll be surprised. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And these guys are like regular guys. You know, we all regular. We got to eat, sleep, and, you know, it, the same thing. You know, right. every day in and day out for, for some of us for years. And I'm the guy from Enron did more time than I did. Bro. Right. But good, good guy. And this guy, he, we, we learned different languages back then. I picked up a little bit of Spanish. Uh, but he taught Spanish and he taught economics stocks and you the know Enron guy. investment yeah he was teaching everything Man, spanish listen, economics that was like stocks his get back to society to teach right. you know young black guys like yeah. ourselves how yeah. to go out there and conduct ourselves and how the system really works that's why and you know you got some guys that sit back there and play cards all day and watch tv i wasn't one of those guys okay and and as a matter of fact um there was a group of us and we're tight knit even to this day i, I got a couple of brothers uh, shout out to Theoc from uh, Miami uh, and Jones. Jones is from Miami as well. And okay. We all of us are in the trucking game now. Oh, that's dope. But we learned from Vaughn. Shout out to Vaughn. Vaughn is from Mississippi. And he is the one that brought us together with the trucking game and okay. just gave us the dynamics of how to set the business up. Not only how to set the business up, how to move your trucks in, a, in an efficient manner where to pay you and take care of you. you yeah. Know? So now he, this is why you was down. This is why Vaughn was in there teaching you. Yeah, Vaughn was in there. That's why. Yeah, 
You know, and that's all of wild. us are out now yeah. doing it. We out here doing, including Vaughn. Yeah, including Vaughn. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. That yeah. you know, we we have a uh, um we have a very huge imprint inside the prison system. Yeah, um, over two hundred thousand incarcerated people listen to this podcast. So wow. shout to y'all, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, this is this is sure. this is confirmation that you know you, you can make it out. happen. You that's could, right. You can make it happen. All right, so let's let's continue the story. So. Uh, you 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 educate yourself during this this ten year bid in, in in the feds. You with the Enron guy. You learn about economics. You learn about capitalism. You learn about you learning from Vaughn about trucking. That's right. A little bit of everything. You come out there with a master's degree. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> a I BA did. in all type yeah. of life, right? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, you get out. So I got out. It was 2017. I got out. Okay. Yep, May of 2017. I'm in halfway house, Greenville, South Carolina. Um, my sister, I have to go live with my sister. Shout out to my twin sister, Letitia Martin, by the way. She okay, that's a lot of shout outs yeah. in this episode. I, I got to give it to <laughs> he got him, it. you know? He, he, giving, him, he <laughs> giving a lot of people love. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so I, I live with my sister. Literally, you know, she gave me a, a bed to sleep in until I could get myself together because I literally lost everything, you mm. know? And it's tough um, coming out and, and starting over. And my, you know, I always keep a heart for guys you know, because I know what it's like to come out and, and start over like that. But stayed with my sister um, while I was in uh, halfway house where eventually they let me go to her house on home confinement. I went to got permission for my P.O. I went to school, actually, um, during the day. I came home with the Class B license, by the way, which I got in uh, Maxwell. Okay. But I had to upgrade that to a Class A license. Got it. So you got your license while yeah, you was yeah. okay, in Maxwell. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But I'm going to tell you how God works. So I I got the Class B. I came home. That put me in a seat to get an automatic job, you know, with the B, with the B license. It was a better job than I would have got had I had nothing. Right. How long did it take you to get working? I, I got working like two weeks. I went to uh, the city, city of Greenville. I got you. Trash truck. Yeah, sanitation. So the record didn't impact you at all? No, no, no. Most CDL jobs, and unless you did something really, really drastic. Something heinous. Yeah. They don't really <laughs> care about, you know, you you street guy, Facts. stuff like that. You Facts. ain't did no fraud or, right. you know, or of course, maybe kill somebody or something like that. Yeah. But, um, you can get a job right off doing CDL because it's it's about your skill set. They don't really care yeah, about yeah. anything. For like sure, that. for sure. <laughs> now nah, it makes sense, man. So yeah. you so you you working for the trash company? Yeah, I worked for the trash company during the day um and had to go to school at night because I didn't have any time, couldn't do the day class. So I did that for about nine weeks. Once I by that time I was done with halfway house, um, got my got my CDL class A license, got permission from my PO to to go over the road because you once you get that class A license, a lot of guys don't know this, but you have to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to go right. get the on the road training. The license is only as good yeah. as the, the the experience. Yeah, exactly. So went went on the road uh, for about thirty days. Got my my credit was pretty decent coming out as well. I, I put in for a loan. My sister loaned me some money, and I had a friend that loaned me a little bit of money as well. And I went and. We are here live at OTR Solutions HQ. I'm here with my partner, Jonathan. Man, listen, factoring is an integral part of the transportation industry. Why is factoring important? Absolutely, Ramel. In this economy, in this market, cash flow is king. Cash flow is the key to growth. If you have a young trucking company or if you've been in the industry for years and you want to take that business to the next level, we're absolutely a company that can help. So I hope you'll give us a call today. Let us know what we can do to help you out. Get the rest and roll with the best. Let's go. 
I took the blueprint that Vaughn and Jones and all of us studied, and I, I put it to work, and it, it and I ain't stopped working since. Okay, right? okay. About, this is five, I'm five years. Yeah. Out and so so how long did you work for the garbage company? I I worked for them for about I would say for about maybe about six months. Six months. That. Yeah. Six okay. Months, if that, and not I long. Took, oh, and, and and you say you're going to school at night. Where are you going to school Yeah, for? I went to Greenville Technical College. Got my Class A CDL. Oh, okay. So you're going yeah. to school for your... your yeah. Okay, got class you. A, for the I Class A. I got it. That went over my head. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. So once I upgraded the license, I went and got the training for... Because uh, you got to know how to go out and want how to move your truck going across the state lines. You have to stop. There's an etiquette. You got to stop at the scale houses. You got to know how to move in the uh, truck stops know how to distribute your weight on the tandems. Right. It's a lot of little stuff, which, yeah. by the way, we offer course training. We do have a course okay, um, for starting your trucking company and the dispatch courses coming we'll get to that. soon. Yeah. We'll get to that. So anyway, um, got I, once I got the 30 days of training, and they pay, they pay you pennies, man. You don't make anything with, when you first start out. But it's what about, were you making? I was 17 cents a mile. 17 cents. Who, who, who were you driving and this for? This was for, for Pascal. PTL. Pa okay. They're out of Paducah. I'm familiar. PTL. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They paying you 17 cents a mile? 17 cents a mile is what I started Were with. you with a, a trainer? I was with a trainer. Okay. Yeah. And I was with a good trainer. Um, he uh, he was a good Muslim brother, um, as a matter of fact, um, Latif. Okay. And he's out of Virginia. Shout out to Latif as well. No doubt. And um, he... He he trained me well, was very patient with me, gave me what I needed. Once I seen that, you know, I, I'm already on the uh, the business aspect. So yeah. once I got the funding to do what I needed, I went to my local, one of the local dealers, Carolina International um, in Greenville, South Carolina. And the dealer, which is critical, he hooked me up, man. He got me into a, uh, a unit. Not only did he get me into a truck, and this is important to note, and I didn't know the blessing that he did for me at that time, but he hooked me up with one of the biggest financial resources uh, in the in the country. Okay. Okay, and which was BMO Finance. Okay. okay. They do transportation financing, and they um they help you, you literally grow your business. So I got the finance for my truck, got the truck, put the truck to the ground, and then you know all the other stuff comes into play. Got it. So, all right, stop there real quick. I want to go back to uh, Latif real quick, your trainer. What was the biggest takeaway from that training? How long were you with them? I was with Latif for about, I would say about three to four weeks. It wasn't that okay, long. Okay, quick. But we were, you know, we didn't, I didn't, you on the road. Right. Straight so you on got the road. To, you ain't got no to going know him really well that. during that time. Yeah, yeah. What so. was the biggest takeaway from that, that training when you went on the road? The biggest time? takeaway from that training was um, just, like I say, the etiquette and learning how to maneuver the truck in and out of certain places. Okay. You know, you have to, you, these are things you have to learn even yeah. coming out of school because um, that's a lot of equipment, you know. Were you comfortable behind the wheel? I was comfortable. I got comfortable once. Like I, I mean, I know like the B is different than A. You know, yeah. when you're driving them, Sandy, you're hooking up, it's a little bit of a different drive. Yeah, so. yeah it is. So Latif, once he seen I could drive at night, which was funny because I trained at night. A lot okay. of people can't handle the night, night life with driving because, you know, you get you're sleepy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a natural thing. And um, once Latif seen I could drive at night, he had me practically made me drive every night. So, which was good because it was good for the train. I'm gonna tell you something: if you can learn how to drive at night, 
driving during the day is nothing because you mm. can't your vision is different you can't see right 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 you know right so we that, will, that was natural for you though that yeah yeah all right cool so then you say you 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 so you you just stopped working for that company ptl i did you, yeah you, you so you were just ready you were like yo i want to get my own truck what made you so confident that you could do that so fast man i we had the blueprint and i was you know like i said what what vaughn taught us and this is a guy who was doing it and I think to learn from guys like that who were actually out in the field uh, doing it, it, it's it's just like a, a step by step gotcha. process. And I always notate that the you know almost like baking a cake or whether you know you put your steps into place and you start from A to Z. You know, Got and it. Uh, once I started executing the steps, I, I seen everything just start to come together. You okay. Know? So, so you said um, you went to get financing and you got uh, BMO financing. You said, yeah. what's the dealer you went to? Um, Carolina. Carolina. Um, Carolina and International. Okay. Shout out to them. Yeah. And you said they hooked you up with a financial institution. You didn't even know they were hooking you up. What, what was so important about that? Why they hook you up with them? I'm going to tell you what's very, this is a good question. Yeah, yeah. BMO Finance has played 80% of the role in my in my growth and in, in growing our uh, fleet from from one truck to, to 22. To, yeah, to 22 and, and, and over 30 trailers, you okay. know, okay. so it's a lot of equipment, you that's know. A, that's a hell of a lot of equipment. Yeah, exactly. At this day and age, especially with pricing and things of that nature, you know, and there um, and you can go to my Instagram and see where we're pulling off some of these units three and four at a time. Yeah. And so you 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 talking about a company once you build a standing with them, financial resources are very, very important when you're growing your business mm -hmm. um, for that particular reason, because you're able to utilize your credit and leverage yourself. Yeah. OK. And, and yeah, you might be worth a couple of hundred thousand or whatever the case, but when you leverage that, you're, you know, you're worth over a million dollars after that. That's a fact. And you can put that, put that, the resources to the ground and generate income, which well, makes you grow even more. Why they believe in you? Why they give you a shot like that? Well, they, you know, I, I ain't gonna say it was a Hail Mary, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> they gave me a shot, man. And I, I, I took advantage of it. I never, you Did know. Did you walk in there with anybody or just by yourself? I walked in there by myself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, Got it. So that's 2017. Yep, 2017. First truck you buy one truck? One truck. What'd you get? I got a I got a uh it was a 20 what was that? I think it was a 2012 uh Peterbilt. Okay. 386 model, yeah. Got gotcha. you. So used truck. You remember yep. how much you paid for it? I do remember how much I paid. I paid about $35,000 for that truck. And they actually wanted more than that, and I couldn't afford it. Okay. So the dealer <laughs> marked, the, he gave me some type of incentive deal where he marked it down. Okay. And uh, I was able to get the unit. All know? right. So you secure your first truck. What do you do then? Yep. Once I secured my first unit, I... And you don't have a trailer at this time, right? No, I don't have a trailer. Okay. And um, shout out to Paveway Express, uh, Justin Jenkins. He let me use a trailer he gave me a trailer to okay. to use okay um he and he let me let, let you lease it he, he for free charge me a dime on the strength on the strength the homeboy hookup yeah my yeah. man he right. did that yeah he gave me a trailer i got started not only did he give me a trailer he was pivotal in playing a role in my first uh broker contract okay which was with the local grocery uh segment it, it was balo then it's, it's CNS wholesale grocers, but they supplied all the bylaws, okay. Higgly Wigglies, Win Dixies, things of that nature. Bylaw has since been bought out by Food Lion now, but 
I got a broker contract there and the game was over after this that. This was your first contract? This was my first. It, it's a broker contract. Yeah, okay? yeah I got so you. So it was still a broker. So still a broker. You're not directly. Wasn't direct, you're not direct know? with them, but it's yeah. still a broker. Yeah, exactly. A good relationship. Good relationship. And he connected you, connected you with them? He connected me with the broker that, that put me in that in that slot. Once he did that, uh, they the, the work was there. I literally slept in that parking lot. Okay? <laughs> literally. Yeah, I would run my route. Come back because they were paying us X amount of dollars daily. So you you got to think I'm coming from making five hundred dollars weekly to making over a thousand dollars a day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm a hustler. You know, like I told you, came from the street. So that money was there. I I wasn't coming away from it. Yeah. So, um. And um. Once. So once, this is with one truck still. This was with one truck, but during that segment, like I say, I had the business mindset, and then he gave us the the the. The game for multiplication, which is what the game is, it's multiplication. So once I did that, I got up enough money and I went and bought another truck, okay. hired another driver. And now me and my second driver, we running neck and neck. We almost competing with each other, but it's we independent, you know? Right. So with the company, which was a blessing. And um, so we ran like that. Uh, Where'd you find your, the driver? I, I, indeed. Indeed? Actually. Yeah, indeed. Okay. Craigslist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. that must have been different hiring somebody. Now you're a boss. You got people working for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been an interesting transition. Yeah, it definitely was. So, and just you know, um, like you say, the hiring segment, learning how to work with people in that in that nature. So. Yeah. So you said now you guys are running neck and neck. You got two now. That's right. So we're running neck and neck. The money's doubled now. Um. So the contract starts to slow down now a little bit. And by this time- And what's the name of that company again? That, uh, that it, broker, it, the broker? It, the, um, it was CNS Wholesale. CNS Gross. Wholesale. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, which is in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Got it. Um, so once once that started to dry out, I'm, I'm at the third truck. I go ahead and complete the phase to buy the third truck. Hired another driver. By this time, it slowed down, so I had to go back to the basics because um, before then, I just would route myself on the load board, which is that. So the the load board, just so you you know, displaying to the audience, the load board is basically a um, a, a syndicate of loads. It's people put their loads on there and they need to move from A to Z. Okay, brokers, mm -hmm. and you just call in, you negotiate a rate, and you run the load for them. Okay, you give them your company information. And you go from there and just go pick up the load. Once the load is completed, you you go through your factoring company if you have a factoring company for billing, um, and then you they just uh, you get paid. You can get paid the same day basically. Yeah. You submit your billing invoice and it's done. You know. Okay. Now now you were running you were running dry stuff for them. Yeah. Dr no, actually. That, I was gonna say because that's that is that's right. A, that, that's right. That, that's a good catch. Yeah, it is. They do have dry segments, but. Most of the stuff was refrigerated. Okay, but, but you I were pulled using their, their trailers. trailers. Got it. That's exactly right. You did say you didn't have the trailer. Yep. Well, well, first you got the one drive in mm -hmm. from your guy. Yeah. But you started pulling their trailers. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So. All right. So continue. Tell me how you continue to grow. Yeah. So once once the broker segment slowed down with CNS, I, I they were putting us on standby, and the money kind of slowed down. I was like, Hey, I'm gonna just go back to doing what I do best, which is book loads. You know. Okay. So. I eventually came all the way out of the truck. I put a third driver in my truck, my first truck that I bought. And now I'm sitting back just routing, okay? I will route the units. Okay, how many trucks is on the road now with you? Um, Three? 
Yeah, three. Three total. Three at, at, yeah, at this it. time. Yep. Three total, three drivers, yep. and you're dispatching yep. those guys. And I'm now. just dispatching them. And we running all over. We running from, you know, Greenville, South Carolina. We would go as far north as uh, Pennsylvania. And we would go as far south as Texas, Florida. We were touching the Florida. Didn't go too far down into Florida because the rates are really, really bad there. So um, right. coming out. Right. Going in, they're good, but coming out. So um, we ran about 12 states at, at that moment in time. Okay. And How did you figure out what states you wanted to run? You know what? Um, I did it from when I was over the road. Like, for its comfortability of the road, you know, you got some mountainous regions and things like that. And then you look at the, the rates, too, with different states, just like I stated about Florida. Mm -hmm. Some states just pay more to go in and out of, you know? So that's what we tried to concentrate on. It's, it's a formula at the end of the day, you know? Got you. Yeah. So, so. You, so you're working the load boys. You got the three trucks there. And so you don't have any direct contracts at this time. No direct Because the con other one slowed up all that, the way. That's right. That's it's, right. It's dry. It's yep, done. That's right. All right. So you're running the load board. Continue. Tell me. Yep. So we're running the load board. Everything is consistent. We got the ups and downs. Eventually, I hired my sister because I need help for dispatch. She was laid off from a, a job at... Charter Communications, which is Spectrum, the local uh, cable provider there. Okay. Yeah. And so she got laid off. I said, hey, just, you know, come in with me, you know. And that, I was nervous about that because I didn't know that I would. Be able to support her. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's my sister, my family. And I don't want to, you know, you're playing with people's livelihood. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, um, but, man, it was just a tremendous blessing and we were successful with it. But we, she, when she came in, she literally brought a whole new dynamic because it's like you get to see, it's nothing like having great team members first and foremost, okay? Because they allow you to see things from a different perspective, okay? And and it it, it just makes things better. So she helped me to start growing the, the, the units and we were able to hire more drivers and then COVID hit. Okay. So COVID was different. And with this business, how, how large were you guys when COVID hit? How when trucks? COVID hit, I would say we had about, we maybe had about maybe six trucks then. Okay. Yeah. All right. So when COVID hit, we and had- you still working on the low board. Yep. We're right? still working on the low board, but everything literally dries up. Right. You know, because factories shutting down, restaurants shutting down, there's no product to pick up and deliver because everybody's shutting down. So what we did was we were still- we ran a lot of rubber and things of that nature, rubber and paper from Louisiana at that time. That's what we were doing from Baton Rouge, as a matter of fact, up into Michelin, which is in Greenville, which creates tires. tires. That's yep. right. So um, we were running those loads and then we brought in, we hired another guy, one of our other drivers. He was like, you know, I'm just starting back. I don't want to really go over the road like that. I said, you know what? And I, I told my sister, Letitia, I said, Tisha, we're going to um, we're gonna see, we're just going to try something. We're going to run from Greenville, South Carolina, to Atlanta, Georgia here, and back. Because, like I say, it's about formulas. And with the shorter miles, they pay more. But a lot of times, you, you can't get loaded going and coming. So that was the, the, that was the task. If right. we could do that, we would actually make more money than just going – 600 straight miles okay we could do 400 you know 200 down and 200 back and and make more money okay right. and once we did that with him 
it was you know catching it because you got to book you booking these loads. Yeah, I was gonna say how how were you, how were you able to to book that? Yeah, right? everything to sure has you... to plug in for us. Exactly. Time, the driver's hours, you know, everything has to be almost perfect. So the first week, you know, we kind of had some bumps and bruises, but the second week we he started hitting his stops. And then by the time we we're into the third week, I was like, man, this guy has half the fuel and he's his truck is grossing more than the trucks running 600 miles every day. Right. Were you were you able to find consistent, like a consistent and, and, stop coming back or pickup coming back? Exactly. Okay. And so, yeah. So at that time, like I say, the freight slowed up. So we got in a lot of, you know, groceries were still running. Okay. For sure. People had to eat tissue and water. Okay. So we did a lot of tissue and water. We have a, a, a t we have about two tissue paper, paper towel distributors there. Uh, one in Shelby, North Carolina there, and one in Anderson, South Carolina. Okay. So we run a lot of tissue with them. We got CG Roxanne, which is in Salem, South Carolina, just below Anderson. And they produce water up there. They actually have a spring. It's natural water. Really good water, too, okay. as a matter of fact. Yeah, back there <laughs> shipping water yeah, to take, yeah, take a little yeah. break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we that's all we ran was water and tissue. Yeah. Okay. This is during COVID. Yep, this is during COVID. And I was able to kind of get you guys back going. And we, yep, we made it back through, of course, with, you know, the uh, government assistance. Yeah. They came in and... um we we survived it. Not only did we survive COVID, we grew in, in COVID. I think when we came out of COVID, we were at about at about 10 trucks. Okay. Yeah. And they were selling trucks really dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving them away. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody please take these trucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it it was just, man, it's our story is just it's, it's crazy, you know? Yeah. When you when you think about it. But like I say, I, I can't stress how much of a, a blessing it was, you know. No doubt. All right. So you so you start, you you have the hit during COVID, you come back around, things start building back up. You say you had like 10 trucks, you go to like 10 trucks. Yes, sir. Still kind of working with the same that the same formula? Is that yep. still the same formula? Still working with the same formula. At this time, when we come out of COVID, things start to Pick up, Diversify you know, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. what, what, what do you start changing up in the game plan? So um, so we started looking for, you know, just doing, like I say, formulas with the with the different shippers and receivers that we go into, time consumption, time management. We started kind of capitalizing on things of that nature. And then we set, you know, we always set quotas for each individual unit. So once we started to Tell see, me about that. What's your quota? So normally a quota for... And it depends on, you know, your economic circumstances. Like now things are starting to slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. But usually if you can get about, you know, five, an average of five to seven grand, you know, per truck, you, you, you're doing well. Okay. okay. Yep. That's weekly. Yeah. yeah. Weekly. Okay. So. Got it. Yeah. So, so. that, so that's your quota and that's mm -hmm. what you're trying to reach in order to, uh, to reach that quota. What, did, what does the truck really typically have to do? So during that time, yeah, during that time, a truck like how we run now, a truck would actually have to do at least, I would say, five to seven routes, okay. depending on what you know we get paid for them, of course. Right. So um, they complete those routes, go down and back, down and back, and we have another situation going on now as well, um, and that's with uh, the matter of fact, the Costco here. In Atlanta, okay, which is really good. And it's same, basically the same thing. Groceries, gotcha. So it's 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 sustained us, you know, for for a time now, and we're still on that. But 
Um, once they run back and forth, they they meet their routes. You you really can't go wrong with that. So, Got it. So as you start growing, um, you diversified into reefer trailers as well. Are you still no? I never I never preferred uh, refrigerated units because of the liabilities. Okay. Aspect of it, you know, those reefers could go out. Yeah. And then you you know you would have they, they shut off and they have you do have <laughs> issues with reefer trailers. Yeah. There's a lot of money exactly. in reefer trailers yes, too, sir, though. Yeah. You know, it is. Um, groceries, you know. People don't stop eating, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, all right, cool. So you keep on doing the dry with the, with, and you say Costco. You're doing dry goods with Costco yes, and all sir. that? Yeah, Okay, yeah. cool. So tell me about how you continue to grow because you had like 20-something trucks now, right? Yeah, exactly. So we were at about 10, uh, I would say, coming out of uh, COVID. Once we came out of that, um, we just started to keep scaling the company. So we would add two or three trucks here, two or three trucks there. Okay. Um, the last the last addition we made was about, I would say it was about about four weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, we added uh, five more units. How do you know when it's time to add more units on? So what I do is I always go off of my driver availability, okay? I'm not one of those guys who will go out and buy a truck and I don't have anyone to move it. So once I see, because we're confident and we can move the truck because it's broke up freight, okay? So the lows are up there. Right. And that's one of the things that me and my sister have gotten good at. And I always tell her, I said, you know, we can go work for a Fortune 500 company and probably make six or seven figures a year just, you know, doing routes. That's how good we got at moving the units, yeah. you know? So, um, which is dispatching. So. Once we once we get a driver in and I see that we can fill the seat, I'll go forth to financing, BMO, and they haven't told me no yet. Okay? Got it. What type of financing options do they do they give you? So you most of the time I'll go with a traditional financing option. Um and it that would depend upon your credit, of course. Mm -hmm. So you'll put a percentage down, which in good cases would be about 10%. Okay. And you know, if you're just starting out or you're not you know, they don't know you yet, it might be up to 20, 25, 30%. Okay. Down, which is what I had to put down. Yeah, when I first started out with them. When you first got started. Yeah, I had to put down 20%. Okay, wow. So, you know, as I built my relationship with them, of course, they play ball with you then, and they see that you're, you know, that you're, you're stand up, you know, in business, and that you can handle yourself. Yeah. And so, um, and I would try them. You got to push the card. You always have to push the card. And you ask for more, you right. know? So instead of asking for one, two trucks, eventually I started asking for three at a time. Mm, gotcha. And then this last time I went, I asked for four of them. Normally you would wait about, you know, sometimes about six months before you go in between buys, just to, you know what I'm saying, show a little history. Yeah. So have you, have you, so you've, you financed all your trucks you never leased? Um, never lease my trucks. Okay. No, uh -uh. I financed Any all reason of them. why you, you'd be opposed to leasing has just never really been an There's option nothing really wrong with leasing. I always look at everything as a I always look at my out, my escape. I, and I look at my, my units as real estate almost. You know, if if I want to call it quits today and 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 just leave or whatever the case may be, and I and I had to liquidate all my assets which is my equipment and you know a few other things but i can i could sell those trucks that i own outright or at least have a majority of interest in and i could take something back with me with a leasing you you know you can't do that because you gotcha. don't you don't own the truck you know okay what type of trucks do you look for typically typically um 
at, at first, and this that's a really good question. At first, you know, I would start out with certain year model trucks. I, I wouldn't have went below, you know, more than five years below um, with some trucks because when they really it's the mileage, okay? So typically, when a, a commercial unit gets to about seven hundred thousand miles, you're gonna start to have some serious problems with that. Um, so you'll have to go into the motor and just do a lot of preventative stuff. Right. So typically, I like to get my units, if I'm going to buy a used unit, between the $300,000, I mean, 300,000-mile nice. range to maybe, you know, 455 at the most, okay? I would say because the way we've equated it, you'll get about 100,000 uh, miles per year. Okay. So I always look at it as if I buy a truck, and I'm financing it for three years, and I buy it with 300,000 miles on it, it's gonna, and which it'll pay for itself in probably a year and a half, two years. And then, you know, you, you know, if, if it does go down, and I've had it happen, if it does the motor go out or blow out, at best or at worst, you'll just break even, okay? Yeah. And you're really not breaking even because you made money off of it, you right, know? Right, right. So, uh, that's how I always, that's my, you know, math and how do, I. Do you buy new at all? I, you know what? We're looking into that now. I never bought a new truck. Okay. But I used. think it's it's like it's levels to it almost, you know? What and you we, mean? Expound on that. Yeah. So with us, like I said, we started out, you know, small, you know? Uh, and you can start out with a new unit, but that's, that's tough because that's a lot of money, you know, to put down on a new unit. But when you're looking at it for as growth and you you have enough financing power to do something like that and you literally and you built the momentum behind your business to where you know you're confident in moving the unit you have a history that or uh, you know that you can produce income then it becomes a matter of you know you you put a new unit on the ground and it'll literally pay for itself, you know? Mm. So, and it's more efficient, you know, in most cases, you know, you don't have to, not too much downtime with maintenance and things of that nature, which any truck can go down. I, I've seen brand new units go to the shop. Yeah. So, but it's just less. And that's why I prefer newer units, you know, yeah. um, within that range. It's just less hassle with them because before when we had trucks with Five and six hundred thousand miles. I, we've been. I we we got nightmare stories. Truck <laughs> coming back up the road. Yeah, blow the motor, rod blow out the block, all everywhere. And I might have to have the unit towed from two states over back to the house. You know, just to salvage it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So these are things you have to think about when you're in business. You know, but you you can't have the um, the good without the bad or vice oh, for versa. Sure, you know? For sure. For what, sure. What do you think has been the key to to your growth and your success? If you had to put put uh you know one thing one thing was responsible for it what would you say the key to my growth is just staying consistent and consistency is 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 a big thing not getting spread too thin um don't lose focus you know cuz a lot of people you, i feel like there's levels of success when you start a business you know people will you know when you reach you might reach that first level but that might not be what God has intended you. You know, that's not where you're stopping at, you know, and people right. start to try to spread out there. No, I'm a, I want to try this now. I want to try that now, you know, and you kind of take a little bit of focus or a little bit of momentum from what you're doing, you know, and you might you you on a track. So you don't want to, you know, stop to look at the roses yet. You got to, you know what I'm saying? Keep that momentum and keep that forward stride. 
And the second thing that I'll say has been the key to my success is hands down my team members. Mm. Yeah, my 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 drivers, um, my sister, and and all the people who do everything in the background for us. You know, got it. So got it. You said that you and your sister Yala are really great at dispatching the loads. You said you could probably go to another company and you'll move them trucks. Yeah, yeah. Give us give us some of those keys to when you're dispatching trucks. Um, what are some of the things you think about? What are some of the the uh, the, the the things that make you able to um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, optimize routes, you know, yeah, and so forth. Yeah, so. maximize potential. Yeah, maximize I like potential. That. Yeah. Yep. So some of the key things that you want to look for when you maximize the capacity with a truck, you want to um, first you have to look at. It's, it's a lot of segments. You're going to look at your driver's hours of service, which you know a driver can only drive for so many hours a day. Yep. And he can only work for so many hours a day. You want to plug that in. You want to look at also the rate per mile. You look at that rate per mile and you ask yourself, is it worth it to you know do this or do that? Some loads you can book, they might, you, you might can pick up the same day and deliver it straight through, which would give you enough time to possibly pick up another load. So that's a double rate for the day, whether you deliver it or not, you know? And then you want to look at also the shippers and receivers that you're going into. you Because you have some shippers and receivers that are terrible with loading and unloading. And you might be in there for half that driver's hours. What's the ones you want to stay away from? Some of the ones you want to stay away from. <laughs> not, to, not to put them on blast, but they, they know who they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So some of the ones you want to stay away from, I, I'm not going to lie, CNS, Wholesale Grocers, where we are, they're terrible. Yeah, yeah. So it's food lying now. So. Yeah. And you got a couple of other, uh, you got Kroger down here in Atlanta. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> okay. They'll, they'll hold your truck up and kidnap the truck. And, you know, um, and there's a few others too. Um, we actually have a list. I call it my blacklist. <laughs> it was, we don't go in. Well, I got to be a blacklist, of, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know it, right? <laughs> Damn, you know? Okay. Okay. So you got the list of these are the places that's going to hold you, detain you. And keep you forever. What? How do you circumvent that? How do you get around that? So or can you get around it? Yeah. So I mean, and sometimes you might have to do what you have to do because I, 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 you know, you can't never say what you won't have to do because at the end of the day, I, I'd rather have something than nothing. <laughs> That's a fact. You know. So I'm not gonna say I won't go into any one of those uh, shippers or receivers, but it would be a last resort. You know. So, but for the most part, like I said, the corridor we work in, which sits right in the middle of uh, uh, Charlotte and Atlanta. We haven't had too much of a problem finding freight. It has slowed down a little bit, but this is just, it, it happens. It's an industry thing, you know, it, it slows down, it speeds up. Yeah. And we have days where I said, man, I need more drivers. You know, we can't even cover all the calls that are coming in, you know? Right, right, right. So, you know, you just have to stay consistent with it and, and, and just be on your P's and Q's, you know, stay on that board. You know, the loads are there. How do you know what's, how do you know what's a good load? You said earlier, uh, making sure that the, the load makes sense. What do you know, what, what, what makes a load make sense? So monetary reasons is going to be a, a big key. So if I like, say for instance, if I'm picking up a load and I'm getting 700 bucks for it and I can pick it up, drive it uh, 170 miles, get it off like that, you know? And um, guess what? I can book another load coming out of, you know, the reverse for seven, eight hundred more dollars, you know, and that's, you know, look at that quota. That's fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars for the day that my truck is made. You do that times five, do the math on that, you know. Right. 
So that's what you want to look at. You know, um, can you get the load on and off? How the load is going to land? You know, like, like I say, who, who, which shipper or receiver is going in and coming out of and so on and so forth. If I know that I, I'll take a load that pays less if I can get it, get it on and off of me really quick and get something else because I'd rather take a low-paying load that's going to run through and come right off than take a high-paying load that's going to shut my truck down for the day and doesn't give me a chance to double up, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's just those those type of dynamics that you want to look at when you when you booking loads and freight. And gotcha. And and all all dry vans, you said, right? Oh, yes. All dry vans. How many trailers now? Uh, 31 trailers. 31 trailers. Yes, and sir. you said 20-something trucks? Yeah, 22 trucks. 22 trucks. All yes. right, cool, cool. Let's talk about, um, you said earlier you, you offer a course. Yep. What's I, that about? What, what, what made you decide to offer a course? Where'd that come from? Yeah, so I used to get a lot of questions, okay? And by, by all means, I used to give this information away, you know? And people would, I, I just, they would just ask me, man, how did, how did, you, how did you do it? Like, you know, how, how can I go into business? Or how do I do this? How do I do that? I said, you know what? I'm going to just implement a course, you know, and provide it and give it, you know, where, where it can be, you know, where they can purchase it and, and do what they need to do. And it's informative, you know? Right. So it skipped you a lot of the brown, the bumps and bruises that I went through, you know, starting out in business. What does what the course uh, teach you how to do? So the course, we, we have two segments so far, okay? The second segment hasn't launched. It'll be launched uh, within the next week here which is the dispatching segment. But I started with the truck and startup, okay? It gives you, it tells you how to go in and set up your company, so on and so forth, how to, you know, with the finance companies, things of that nature, what to look for when you're getting your unit, um, how to put the guys into the seat and and go on, so on and so forth. But okay. Like, it's, it's, it's a this, lot. Is this Vaughn's blueprint? It, I hope you're yeah. hitting Vaughn off of percentages. <laughs> <laughs> it's a general blueprint, Vaughn but I'm not going to lie. See you. <laughs> you know, it's, Vaughn gave us the game, man. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 he definitely gave us the game and, and looked out for us, man. For sure. So how, how, plan, how big do you plan to grow 250 Logistics? You know, I always have, have thought about that, and I don't really have an, an answer to that. You know, I just kind of go with the flow, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so I've had times, and my sister laughs about it now. I remember I told her when we get to 10 trucks, I'm done. I'm not, I don't want any more <laughs> trucks, you know, because right. you have your headaches day in and day out sometimes. Right. So she um she said, yeah, I heard that before, you know, and now we're at 22. So I can't say, you know, yeah. honestly, you know, I, I did have a, uh, I'll be honest, I had a 10-year plan coming home, so. I would like to be making some sort of exit, you know, maybe, you know, and I'm five years in now, so, and after that 10 years, you know, cause I don't want to, you know, go so hard. You know, I want to have some time to enjoy myself. Cause this is, it's a lot of work running, you know, running a trucking company, so. For sure, what's the most challenging day you had in the trucking business? Tell me, tell me something that happened. Uh, one of the most challenging days was one of my, one of my guys, uh, he actually rolled my truck, uh, mm. crashed it, uh, and actually totaled it, okay? Uh, he, there was a load, so, and you, believe it or not, he was turning at a red light, wasn't going fast or anything, but you, you, got, you got certain loads that are in the back, and these were like paper rolls, so that weight will shift. And he was at an instance where he was, 
he was at a red light, and you know how you kind of out in the middle and it's about to turn yellow, and he went, he tried to hurry up and execute the turn, and he turned too quickly. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about just going like maybe 10 miles an hour, and that load shifted. Oh, wow. And when it shifted, it took the whole truck. Yeah, and so I actually have video of this too on my Instagram of them pulling it and putting it, you know, picking the truck back up. I had to recover. We had to recover this truck. Not only the the load, you, you got freight claims and everything else. Not only that, I get the call from, you know, the emergency response. I got to get somebody out there and get this mess. I got to get it up, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, the so driver had, was okay? Yeah, the no, driver was no, fine. Nobody yeah. got injured? No, nobody got injured. Okay. The driver was Thank fine. God. That was a blessing, yeah. yeah. So, but he, he was fine. No one got hurt and... It just, you know, the equipment was just total. But, you know, it was scary I mean, that's, moment. That's, you know? that's real life. So how much did that situation cost you? If you could think back. Altogether. You know what? Um, I mean, you had, you know you had insurance. Yeah, exactly. And it actually didn't. We have good insurance, by the way. And my, my insurance is through Century Select. Okay. And uh, very reputable. And that's another thing when you go on. And that's another thing the course talks about, too. Reputable insurance companies and, and things of that nature. Okay. But. Um, they they came in and they made everything a breeze for me. They really kind of calmed me down in the situation because you're looking at the standing of your company when something like that happens, you're worried about, you know, could this put me out of business or so on and so forth. And you got a lot of people depending on you. These are the things you're thinking about when you're running a trucking company, you know? Was that your first recordable accident? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So once, um, I, I think I was out of pocket for my deductible, which wasn't much, it was like a thousand dollars. So I didn't pay a lot out for that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So But just in the moment it was yeah. it was super scary. It was, yeah. Just a lot of stress to deal with, you know. So um and matter of fact, I end up buying the salvage off of it and everything, the trailer and everything, because they salvaged it out, total out, and I yeah. was able to purchase it back. So and we you I used the unit for parts and training purposes, you know. <laughs> gotcha. So yeah, it's everything works to your benefit, I, and I'll say that when when you think everything is working against you, um, and it may seem like it at the moment, but something is working for your good, you know, in that. So you can always take something good, even out of a negative experience, seeing yeah. you know. As an entrepreneur, what do you think is your biggest strength? My biggest strength is, is as an entrepreneur, I will have to say my drive, okay? Um, I have a lot of drive. I, I got like one of those mentalities where I just won't won't stop, you know. And, and you go, you have to have that in business because you're gonna get beat up, man, <laughs> you know. And you you can't stop. You have to you have to keep going. So, what about weakness? Weakness. Um, I would say weakness. That's a good question. <laughs> so with my weakness, I would say maybe you know. I, I do get frustrated sometimes, you know? And so you 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 have to calm yourself down and, and think rationally before you move or, you know, make a, a, a rash decision or anything like that. So Got you. that's one of the things I work on, you know. Are you able to talk about your company's revenue? Um nah, I don't really <laughs> want to talk about that right now. <laughs> I mean, could you give us an idea what ballpark? Uh you guys yeah, think? I can give you a yeah, I give you a ballpark. We uh we we do uh, six figures a month easily. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's that's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So I'm I'm a nosy guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Ask. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, now this is what the people want to know. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So exactly. I, this is why yeah. I got to ask these questions. Yeah. All right, yeah six yeah. figures a month. 
Yeah. All right, beautiful, man. Um, great, great, great story. Um, what else do I need to know from you? Oh, okay. So we talked about the course. We talked about that. And is that's, you said that's out now, right? The, yes, it is. Okay, the dispatch yep. course. All right, cool. I, th- I think we pretty much covered it, man. Is there anything else that I left out? I think nah, you got the whole story, right? Yeah, I, I think you did. Yeah, okay, you did, okay, you know? solid, solid. All right, so, you know, um, as we wrap, we always have to make sure that we, number one, um, get your final thought, which yeah. is basically like something entrepreneurial, spiritual, whatever you want to leave the audience with, just a nice little jewel, a bar, whatever. And then lastly, let everybody know where they connect with you and learn more about yourself and then 250 Logistics. Yeah. So start with where everybody can connect with you, and then we'll go into that final thought Okay. And wrap up. Okay. Once again, I'm Demetrius Martin, 250 Logistics. You can connect with me at 250logistics.com. You go on there, you'll see everything you need to see um, on the website. You can also hit me at my Instagram, 250 Logistics, um, on Instagram and Facebook as well. And as far as leaving something. Final thought. Yep. Final thought. I got to tell the audience this. You, you, you out there, you going through it. The main thing is, as I said before, don't quit, okay? You, you find your niche, you find um, your sweet spot and whatever you're doing, and you keep going. Don't, don't let anybody hinder you. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do this, you can't do that. You stay consistent and go hard, and uh, it'll pay off in the end, I, I guarantee it. Yeah. No doubt, man. No doubt. If this, don't, this story don't motivate you, I don't know what will, man. This brother came from doing Fed time. Yeah. So now he's doing anywhere from 100,000 and 900,000 a month. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, somewhere in that range. But we know what's up there, man. Listen, Hustle Fam, if you don't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. You know what we do around this time. If you smell something burning, it's only a desire. Myself, Demetrius, 250 Logistics. We are out. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.